Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the PHNX Suns podcast. Unfortunately for us, the Phoenix Suns fall to the Los Angeles Lakers 100 to 95, but we're going to get through it together. We're going to break it all down. And to tip things off, we've got our hot minute today brought to you by Saul Bookman. You got one minute on the clock. Ready, set, go. All right. Suns go down 7 nothing to start the game. Not ideal, but then they go 30 and on a 30 and 11 run. Uh, to end the first quarter and go up by 12. Uh, then K- KD goes out, which is going to be a theme of this whole thing. KD goes out. The Suns can't find any scoring. Lakers come back and eventually take the lead. However, they right the ship and find some shots after Kevin Durant comes back, and they take the lead by four at the half. No third quarter let down this game. The Suns create frenzy. KD finds his rhythm, and the Suns go up by 12 at the end of the third quarter. All is right. KD goes out again. Guess what happens? We lose the lead again. Uh, Katie goes out at the 928 mark. He comes back in, uh, but they're only up by four. After being up by 12, he hits a three when he first touches it. Uh, but then all the scoring kind of dries up until the 416 mark. And the Suns searching for buckets, uh, keep missing threes, keep missing wide open shots. It just isn't looking good. Katie scores four unanswered uh, to tie the game. But then LeBron goes on a 4-0 run and basically ultimately puts it away. And that's the basic (laughs) recap for tonight's game. Unfortunately for us, it did not end up in a Suns win. And listen, I don't want to feed into the overreaction Mm -hmm. and all the things. And I'm not overreacting as far as like, (laughs) we're we're trash, our bench sucks, this, (laughs) that, and the other. I'm overreacting mostly because I'm just annoyed Mm -hmm. that we lost that game, even with the players we had on the court, it was very winnable. And I'm annoyed that we didn't win. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. I was just going to say it was more than winnable. I mean, they score 11 points in the fourth quarter. Which is insane. Nine from KD on four of 11 shooting, two points from the rest of the team on one of nine shooting. If they just play mediocre, they win this game. If they play average, they probably win by six to eight points. But they they just had nothing going in that fourth. It was chaotic. They they didn't seem to run an offense. Everybody seemed hesitant. Uh, that wasn't named Kevin Durant uh, in in uh, many parts of this game, but in particular in that fourth quarter. And it just got ugly. Listen, they couldn't hit from anywhere. Uh, whether it be inside at the at the rim, Nurk struggled. Everybody struggled at the rim. Uh, I don't know why, but it was just very hard to get buckets. Now the Lakers have a very lengthy team. Uh, the Suns had plenty of open shots, plenty of opportunities to score. But again, I just I think tonight was just very much a chemistry game. They're throwing. Listen, KD had 39 points on basically every time he's touching the ball, two or three guys are coming at him. There are other guys open. Uh, KD didn't do the greatest job of getting those the ball out of his hands into prime spots. Other guys did shitty jobs of hitting those buckets and and being in positions to take advantage. Like I think that that's just chemistry overall. You're not going to have this happen too many times this season. This is one of those times it is going to happen against a good Lakers team, who I think, to be honest with you, has more to worry about than we do at this point. Because I was not a big fan of how they played tonight, and they struggled against a team that they, sh- if in theory, if they're one of the premier teams in the West, they probably should have beat by more than just three points. 
Yeah, I'm look, make no mistake about it. That's a game the Sun should win. They could have won that game, even an average fourth quarter shooting wise. They're fine. But, you know, you can't shoot five for 20 and with eight turnovers and expect to win a game on the road without two of your best three. But they were missing two of their best three. Like, I, I'm not going to panic over this. The bench guys absolutely have to be better. Um, and we said that last game as well. But they're also being put in positions that they are not normally going to be put in. Um, and there are lessons in failure. Like there just is. Grayson Allen has been here for like all of two or three weeks now. Same thing with Nurkic. These are chemistry issues that are going to sort themselves out as these guys get these reps and make these mistakes and have these awful shitty shooting quarters together. Like if you put one of Booker or Beal in this game, the Suns win this game probably by 15. So yes, it sucks to let one slip away that you absolutely should have and could have won. But in terms of like worrying about what this means for the bench, is the bench worse than we thought? Like all this other stuff. I'm just not going there right now. Yeah. And I, I don't even think it was chemistry when it came to Nurkic. It was just simply foul trouble. Mm -hmm. I mean, he had four in that third, uh, wound up with his fifth early in, in the fourth. It forced him to go to that really weird Eric Gordon, Josh Akogi, Jordan Goodwin, Grayson Allen, Kevin Durant lineup which was just bizarre giving up a lot of size and you had a lot of guys who were ineffective uh, shooting from deep tonight out there with KD that did him no favors but when it came to Nurk eight rebounds in the first half one in the second mm -hmm. and if if he's not out there and when he's out there he can't be aggressive to get those boards uh you know and set those picks he's ineffective and that was what happened in the second half tonight all right, guys. Well, let's dive into this one a little bit more by looking at some of the numbers. Let's take a peek at what's in the box. Oh, what's in the box? <laughs> what's in the fucking box? Uh, a really ugly shooting night is what's in the box. Uh, nine of 31 from three for the Suns and five of 29 for the Lakers. Yeah, that's right. The Lakers shot 17 0.2% from three, and the Suns shot 29%. It felt awful for the Suns. It was completely abysmal for the Lakers. Uh, but it was points in the paint that really swung it for L.A. as they had 60 to the Suns, 36. Uh, 24 assists for the Lakers. The Suns struggled on this front, missing Booker and Beal, only 16. They had those 24 turnovers. The Lakers only had 16 of them. And that's how you get a 195 loss for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, and, and I think a lot of people, I saw this come up a lot, like the Suns need a point guard. This is why the Suns need a point guard. Like they were missing their two lead ball handlers out there. They have point guards, whatever you want to call them. Like, And Jordan Goodwin is an underrated playmaker. I'm just going to continue to keep saying that until people understand it. Um, I, I don't think the problem was the playmate. It was in this particular game because they were missing their two main guys. But the biggest problem is the turnover thing. There were a lot of examples where guys were cutting when they should have been spacing or spacing when they should have been cutting balls that were thrown to nobody. We saw that multiple times down the stretch. And that's a chemistry thing. Like these are players that have not played in these situations with each other before. And let's be honest, if everyone's healthy, if everyone's healthy, it's not going to be something that they're in those spots anyway. Here's an example of that, Gerald. Mm -hmm. Kevin Durant. Is on the opposite wing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Camera's on this side. He's on the opposite wing. He sees Nas Little in the corner. Mm -hmm. And he knows Nas needs to stay there because they're sending every they're shading everything over to his side. And they're trying to send two or three guys at KD. So KD does a jump pass and throws it to the corner. And for whatever reason, Nas Little decides he needs to go run into the paint for whatever reason. Like, and and KD, you can tell when a guy's going up to pull up for a jump shot or when he's going to make a pass. When somebody goes up with two hands and not not like shooting form, just two hands over his head, that means it's going to be a pass. Nas Little needs no better than that than to go into the paint because he would have had a wide open three. But instead he goes into the paint, the ball goes throwing out of bounds. And again, like I'm not saying that KD did it on purpose or anything like that, but sometimes in games players do make points about that's where you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Wake up. And, mm -hmm. and let's go. You know what I mean? And right after that, Nods got pulled out, and then he didn't see the floor again. So, like, those are small little things that they'll work out, and they'll be fine. Yeah, but Katie had a moment like that, too, where 
He had the opportunity to cut back door. He took the step like he was going to do it. Nurk sent the, the pass, pass to him, yeah. and he cut back, uh, back up. And KD coming down the court looked at Nurk and was like, "That's that's my bad. I would have had that that wide open layup." So I think across the board, these guys are still trying to figure each other out, especially when no book, no Beal. All, all of a sudden, guys are playing different roles. Biggest disappointment for me, though. Eric Gordon playing primary ball handler tonight in a lot of situations, right? Mm-hmm. In that starting lineup, zero assists. Zero assists mm-hmm. for for Eric uh, Gordon there. And if he's going to be put in that role, I want to see him pass the ball too because this is the second straight night that he struggled shooting. Uh, I believe it was two of nine the night before. Or from three. From yeah. three. Two of eight tonight. Six of 16 overall. If you're gonna be in there and you're not, <laughs> you're not gonna shoot well. You gotta at least distribute. And I said it in pregame. I want to see if you got to go with this lineup for an extended period of time. Uh, you know, without a book or Beal, I want to see Jordan Goodwin in with that starting lineup and give me Eric Gordon uh, off the bench with that second unit and maybe putting him back there will get him back in a rhythm of a six-man uh, rhythm and maybe help him with that shooting. But Goodwin, I-, I think, could give you a little bit more uh, leading that offense. Well, not only that, but I-, I would say the one guy that I was surprised did not get a single minute of playing time because I thought that they played pretty good in the in the preseason was Shemezi Metu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I am shocked that he didn't get at least four or five minutes of burn because uh, his outside shot was looking pretty good in preseason, looked like he was in a pretty good flow. Uh, when they went to that small lineup, I don't understand why they didn't try to throw him in there because AD was just trying to feast down there. Now, he AD wasn't as effective as he should have been against that lineup. He was missing some bunnies and flopping and doing his usual A Disney bullshit. Um, but, again, like he did get a crucial and one um, that tied the game up. Uh, right when you know the Suns were struggling to score, so every little point matters. Obviously, in a five-point win, Shemezi, I was shocked that he didn't get any burn at all. Like I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that as we move forward. Is is Frank gonna gonna adjust a little bit and try to get him some burn? Well, I mean, if either Book or Beal are out for any sort of extended time, I would assume this would be where he sort of plays around with some of the rotations and who starts because. Why not? Like he's told us already that he's going to kind of tinker around with that. Mm-hmm. If you're missing two or one of your big three for however long, this is your opportunity to do that. Absolutely. But I will say, because we always approach it before the season starts, hearing a coach is going to tinker around with, oh, that's really cool. He's going to make adjustments and, and he's going to try different guys. <laughs> and then when guys fail, we get pissed off that this mm-hmm. guy didn't play. Mm-hmm. So, like, again, second game of the season, I would have liked to see Metu out there tonight as well. So not to sound like a complete hypocrite here, but <laughs> but I will say, like, at the same time, we're trying to see what Nas Little can do. We're trying to see what Drew Eubanks, Nurk, all these different guys can do with certain lineups. So I think we will see maybe different lineups if if Book and Beal are out for another couple games or whatever it might be. Um, but in the meantime, we also have to accept the fact that like some of these lineups aren't going to work. Some of these groups aren't going to have chemistry. And that's the whole point of this point in the season is to figure out what works and what doesn't, even if it costs you a game here or there. But I think Saul was completely right when he's talking about that small lineup. I mean, at one point you wind up with eight turnovers uh, one of 11 shooting, yeah. and that group is part of it. Why not play Chemezi at that point? Let KD stay uh, stay at the four. Let uh, Chemezi play small ball five and see if you can get anything going because I don't think we, we ever really need to see a, a, a Kogi, Goodwin, Gordon, Allen, and Durant out there. Just you're, Especially against LeBron, AD, a bigger Lakers lineup, you're basically giving up uh, on the defensive end a lot of size that you know could have could have been the difference at times you are but you're also trying to spread that lineup out so i i get giving it a shot it didn't work i would have adjusted and gone a different way put try chemezi in there try drew eubanks back in there add a little more size i would have even maybe thrown yuda in over one of the guards there Mm -hmm. to add some shooting but a little more length um because he only played 15 minutes tonight but you know, again, we can nitpick these things, Captain Hindsight, at the end of the game. I I still think he's trying different stuff. Stuff's going to fail. Stuff's going to succeed. That We're just going to have to strap in for a bumpy ride while two of our three best players are out. I would say that the my counteraction to Gerald, um, not on purpose, but just my counteraction, is that 
if you're going small, the, the theory is, is that you're going small so that way you can thrive on offense. And that didn't show up at all either. Right. And so that's that's the biggest problem with this. Now, they they were dropping threes left and right because the, the Lakers couldn't get out to the perimeter fast enough because of their bigs. Then then the game is completely different. Right. But because they were so ineffective offensively, then defensively it looks even worse. Um, so that's why you have to adjust a little bit. Um, I, I was also – I was – I don't know what's happened, but I, I was less than impressed with um, the Suns' uh, rotations on on offense. They, it just didn't seem very fluid. It looked like it was pretty much every single time down the court. Let's find a way to get KD the ball. Usually mm-hmm. on the perimeter, it just it just it just looked d- disjointed. And um and and listen, KD was gassed. Mm-hmm. He was gassed midway through that fourth quarter. His hands are on his knees. Well, he played thirty nine minutes. I know. Yeah. You know he. he Listen, I, he was gassed, and nobody else was really stepping up to help him. Um, and there's a point where, as a player, you're like, man, if nobody's going to help me, I'm just going to keep chucking. E- even if it's if you don't even think you're going to make it, you're just like, nobody else wants to take the shot. Yeah. Well, I think part of that's Nurk not being there, though, because you lose your pick-and-roll ability at that, which is a main part of this offense, uh, you know, and the screens that he can set, the role, the way he can pass. Uh, when you lose that for the extended period that you did tonight, I think you get that kind of an offensive play where it, it is somewhat disjointed. Not to mention you're missing your two ball handlers, mm-hmm. but when you when you take away that as well, you're basically setting Katie up to have to go ISO, especially with that small lineup, and hope he can then find the open man. Yeah. And like we talked about in pregame, you don't want to put Katie in – in the spot where he has to be the primary ball handler in this situation, because then you get triple teams like we saw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's take a look at some of our super chats that we have so far. Trevor, thank you for your said hate losing to the fakers, but man, we have a team. If Devin plays or even Beal, we win easily. Watch the game from Disneyland. Go Suns. <laughs> Hope you had a blast at Disneyland. You're absolutely right. If Devin or Bradley played in this game, we would have easily won. Yeah. But we could have won still without them. If fifths were a fifth, we'd all be drunk. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, you know what? Where's that four peaks beer? I'm just kidding. <laughs> the fridge <laughs> we got is one right from there. Manitas. <laughs> uh, they sent us a super chat. Thank you. Said if we had DA instead of Nurk the, this game, we win by 10 plus. No, we're not going there right now. Yeah. That's what? <laughs> we're not going Apparently there. Apparently, we didn't what? see the was, was that game. Was that because of his four points that he had last <laughs> night? I, I don't know. Yeah, we got to. How, uh, how many did Nurk have? Four points. Oh, okay. Save these. Yeah. Twins. <laughs> what? Uh, we got one from Psycho Blue. Thank you for your super chat. Said Ishbia and JJ looking at that fourth quarter box score and asking themselves, didn't we retool the bench to avoid this happening again? Yeah, they that did. That fourth quarter was very rough, though. It was. Like, it, was it, it was. There's no excuses rough. for it. Even with, you know, a bunch of new guys on the court, you expect guys to hit shots. The offense got too stagnant. It got too reliant on KD. Um, and that kind of played into the Lakers' <clears throat> hands with all the attention they were sending him. There's no denying that. It will get better because it can't get worse than this these guys are much better shooters than they've shown through two games yeah and hopefully a lot of it too is like you guys were saying when that chemistry kind of comes with one another their confidence also rises Mm -hmm. in their decision making and they're not deferring to the big three as much either right Uh, Michaela sent us a super chat thank you so much for yours said less than impressed so far with the bench can't shoot can't pass can't play make we need a backup point guard um, and to work on our chemistry, the turnovers are truly horrendous. Do you guys think we need a backup point guard? Because we're seeing this a lot. I know, Gerald, I think you said no, no. because when Book and Beal are back, they're I, basically them. I, I want to see what it looks like 10, 15 games into the season, especially when you have your two lead ball handlers and playmakers out there, which is Booker and Beal. And I think if you have those two guys and you have Goodwin as a backup point guard, and KD able to stagger with the bench and be a playmaker as well. Like you've got enough playmaking. We don't need a positional point guard because we have the playmaking. We have passers at every position. If you include Nurkic and Eubanks and their ability to facilitate as big men, I I just, I want to see the guys healthy first. In a situation like this tonight, the one thing I will say about Michaela's chat, super chat is that because you didn't have Booker and Beal, um, it did make the backup point guard or the lack of a point guard very, very apparent. 
Um, KD was trying to make too much happen from time to time. Mm-hmm. You wanted the ball out of his hands. If not for anything, just to give the guy a little bit of a break. Mm-hmm. Um, it's taxing when you're trying to do that on both ends of the court. And so I I, I would say maybe there's a little bit of uh, validation to your point. But I again, like until you see all the parts as a whole, it's really hard to just jump to conclusions and say that this is the reason why X, Y, and Z are happening. If you see all this together and you see it doesn't work when they continuously go to the bench and things aren't happening, this is the reason why they got some players in trades to have a little bit of flexibility in the salary cap, Nas Little, such and such. So um, we'll see what happens in the future. But I, I'm not I'm not panicking at all about but that. But your backup point guard was a plus eight, only had one turnover out of the 20 20- that happened here added 14 points. Like, but, but, I, I but don't, that's not the point, though. I don't think the point is is that he wasn't able to create for anybody else. Nobody was able to create, and, tonight, and most though. of that, that stuff was, was in the first half. A good one. I'm just nobody was able to create tonight. And when you have two of your two of your key bench players having to start here, I think you can't judge anything about this bench at this moment because they're not in their normal positions. You're not in your normal rotations. You're not playing the way the way that you normally do. So. I I think I think it's difficult to judge anything at this moment when it comes to the bench. All right, one more super chat for right now. Um, Big Vernon said that man was tired as hell in the fourth quarter, <laughs> shaking my head. Yeah, Poor I was tired KD. watching him. Yeah, I know, but you know what? It's surprising because even though he was tired as hell, like he was still one of the only ones scoring. Mm-hmm. So he pushed through. Like kudos to him <laughs> for that. And in theory, we lost to one of the 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 top four or five teams in the West, right? Right. <laughs> like, it's not like we, we just got upset by, I don't know, who's a shitty team in the West? The Trailblazers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like that's that's not what happened tonight. Like, we lost against LeBron and AD. It's yeah. it's going to be all right. Well, and we'll let's fine. not act like the Lakers played some beautiful game. They look no. like crap, too. Yeah, like did. Somebody yeah. else in the chat said, I'm bouncing back and forth between this podcast and a Lakers podcast, and they're very upset. Yeah, they, they should, should be. be. Yeah. I would be worried. They should be. I would be very worried. About I'd also them. be really upset with Reggie Miller because LeBron had 13 with like four minutes left to go, and they swear God came back and just <laughs> played the be- most beautiful game of all time. Yeah. He had a couple clutch buckets. Not going to take that away. But Jesus, Reggie, would you stop? <laughs> My God. All right. One other thing, and then we're going to move on. Somebody in the chat asked, do you think it's the book chapter ones that are messing with Devin's no. feet? I'm going to say no, mm-hmm. absolutely not. I would have like, listen, Devin and Nike have been going back and forth on this shoe for literally years. Mm-hmm. So he's already tested things out. I'm sure he's played in them multiple times in private before what we saw this summer. And yeah. also just no, I don't <laughs> think that's the answer. But, okay. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but I'm going to say it. Uh-oh. If I get a call, I get a call. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, Devin had been, practicing and playing in these shoes in private last season even so they they go through their due diligence it has nothing to do with the shoes the original injury josh akogi steps on his foot like it doesn't matter what shoe you're wearing unless you're wearing a boot that has a steel toe in it you're not keeping that from happening so no it's not anything to do with the shoes yeah but um i brought that up mostly because if you want to get your hands on Devin's new shoes, Hells we yeah. did learn that in December, only 500 of them are going to be available, which super sucks. But it's real shitty. If you use our friends over at Soul Savvy, they will help you out. They'll keep you updated on all of the latest news when it comes to the releases. They will give you all the information you need to have the best opportunity to get your hands on the book chapter one. So don't miss out on the biggest sneaker drops and make sure you download the soul savvy drops app today. Sign up for soul savvy by clicking the link in the description below the show or by visiting links.soulsavvy.com slash PHNX or head over to the app store. And again, download the drops by soul savvy app. They have uh, different levels i guess you could say for everybody so whether you're just kind of casually buying shoes and browsing or you're the full-blown sneakerhead and you want to have all the latest they've got something for you so make sure you guys check them out and download the app and also if you're trying to head out to the sun's home opener on saturday 
make sure you check out our friends over at Game Time. Game Time is one of the fastest growing ticketing apps in the country, and it's for a reason. They are fantastic. They're super easy to use, super easy to navigate, and they have really, really, really good deals. And right now, you can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, just create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. What shoes are you rocking tonight, Saul? I like those. Uh, these are some Jordans. They're nice. I don't know what they, they you, are. Usually I'm say? against Jordans, but they like nice. Jordan on them. Jumpman. They said Jumpman. Jumpman, jump yeah. Yeah, we need to up our shoe game, huh? I know you keep telling me I, I need to bust out all my you shoes. You have all the but shoes, Lindsay. <laughs> That's rude. Just never wear them. They're just tucked away. That's all. Just, what good is that going to do? I don't know. I feel like until we see If them, you don't want to wear them, just give them to me. And you can't fit them. in them? I'm not going to fit them. I'll wear them around my neck. <laughs> okay. Let's go. Or, or we could see if Soul Savvy could help us sell them to other people. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's true. That's very true. Very no, true. I don't want to sell them. I want to hang on to them. I want to hang on to them. Oh, anyway, uh, let's talk a little bit more about Kevin Durant because even though he was exhausted in the fourth quarter, he did put up really good numbers in tonight's game. And that's why he's our big, bright, shiny star. Congratulations to KD. I'm a big, he finished. Shiny star. With 39 <laughs> points, 11 rebounds, 14 of 28 shooting from the field. And, and, Katie. He looked, he looked so thrilled to be our big, bright, shining star, too. <laughs> he's sad because we lost. He is. Even though he's our big, bright, shiny star, we still lost. So he had to have a sad face on it. But Katie entered tonight's game needing 37 points to pass Akeem Olajuwon for 12th place on the NBA's all-time scoring list. And he accomplish that with those 39 points this is impressive like 12th place all time that's a clean ass graphic too yeah i don't realize it elvin is. hayes was that high on the list he was a high scorer back wow. in the day but yeah i mean kevin durant's probably going to be top 10 a month or two into the season um so How he's gonna he's gonna he, keep you know? climbing uh he's he was about 500 or so shy of moses moses was number 10 was that, um, that's like 13 games if he has to keep playing by himself. <laughs> if he keeps playing 39 minutes, yeah, he's going to get there pretty quick. Um, but no, this is awesome for him. Obviously, it would have been nicer if it came in a win, but he did what he could out there. You could definitely tell he was gassed in that fourth quarter. He missed a yeah. lot of shots that he had been making in the third. Um, but without, I mean, he, the dude was a plus 18 in a game his team lost by five. So like... You just you have one of those other two guys out there. I'm telling you, you can stagger it. You're not losing those minutes by what twenty three, those nine minutes they lost yeah. by twenty three points. And that's the thing about it too was it it was so obvious when KD went out. How yeah. it was just like night and day almost for yeah. this entire game, which was unfortunate because it's like. Hey, KD, can you play a little bit more? I know you're tired, but like... You got 48 in You got a bottle of that secret stuff from Space Jam or what's up? Because we could use a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, but beyond Kevin Durant, there were a couple of players tonight that we enjoyed what they brought to the to the team. Jordan Goodwin, for one, he finished with 14 points, six rebounds, two assists, two steals. Josh Okoge, again, those two, can we name them like the new twins? Can they be the new twins? Well, well, Kogi and Goodwin? Yeah. A million percent. Yeah. A million percent. I mean, they both got braids and the headband, and they both are full-on dogs. Arm like sleeve. Yeah, they got the, the everything. I mean, look, those two guys playing together, uh, I love watching that because there's so much hustle, diving for balls, trying to lock guys up defensively. Uh, Josh Kogi, I love watching rebound because he doesn't look like a guy that should be able to get in there. And then all of a sudden he comes out with the ball. Uh, he had, you know, eight of them tonight, uh, which is just impressive for a guy that's, you know, his stature. Mm -hmm. uh, these are the kind of guys when we get later in the season, you got the big three going that you're going to look and go, they they play such a key role in this team being able to win and win on a regular basis because they're going to be the heart, the soul of Frank Vogel's defense. Yeah, I mean, Goodwin, like, he didn't shoot the ball well tonight in the second half especially, but he was really good in that first half. He was flying all over the place defensively, coming up with weak side steals and things like that. And 
Akogi, man, I, I I feel like too many people dismissed his case to be the fifth starter early in the season. There was definitely different arguments for different guys, but um, we're seeing in these first two games that he absolutely belongs out there. He's more than capable of playing with the starters, not just when they're fully healthy, but even the last two games when they haven't been, he's been able to find ways to contribute with the offensive rebounding, uh, with the cutting, with the defense that he's playing. Like He's all over the place. And uh, he's also scored in double figures in both games so far. So like a team that has not been putting the ball in the hole offensively very well, he's somehow been able to be super efficient with his shots. So hats off to him and what he's done so far. I love them both. Mm -hmm. I love how feisty they are on defense. I thought I'm going to have to go back and watch the game a little bit more in the second half because I didn't feel like they created as much havoc in the second half as they did in the first. And I don't know if that's, because the Lakers were a little bit more secured with the ball, or if those guys got a little tired or what. It just didn't well, seem like they were flying around as much. They both played 30-plus minutes. So, so could, Goodwin had 30 and Nokobi had 30. So it could very well be a, a fatigue issue, which is fine. Like, hey, listen, again, at the beginning of the season, you expect these things to happen. I'm sure they both did not expect to be playing 30 minutes in a game uh, at the beginning. Certainly not at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here we are, and they're all going to adjust. Again, like, I just... I just want to say there's a couple things that are going and you can even see this from the Lakers standpoint too. Like everybody's trying to find their game. Game speed is much, much different than practice and preseason. Mm -hmm. It just is like, you got to try and figure it out that everybody's working through it. The Suns are working through it. And then you add in the two injuries. Like there's a lot of things, a lot of variables that are going on right now. I thought those two guys played great to be honest with you. Um, I, I just wish Jordan Goodwin would have been able to hit an extra bucket or two here and there. He had some chippies at the rim that he missed. Um, had a couple wide open threes, couldn't hit those down. But I like the fact that he took those shots. It's okay. I want I want the players to take good shots. Yes. I didn't think that everything necessarily was a great shot, um, mostly because, honestly, hesitation. I thought there was plenty of opportunities where Eric Gordon caught it, should have shot, but he, for whatever reason, hesitated, and then he would pull the trigger, and it was by that time your rhythm's off, and it, it was just too late. So, as a whole, I like. I don't know. Are we going to call them the twins? Okay, so Animal and Eric in the chat said Bash Brothers. Bash Brothers. Well, Bash I know, Brothers I know. got thrown out a couple times, and then there was a couple the dog pound or something like that. Josh Akogi had talked about he wanting to start a group chat with. Uh, Jordan Goodwin and Saban Lee because they were defensive pit bulls. So I don't the know. The pit bulls? I don't know. I don't think I like that. We have to workshop this because this these are terrible. I'm just names. telling you what they're referring. You, you to can tell them. Saul said those names are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> do it, Gerald. I'm, go, I'm go not going to do back. that. <laughs> I guess I'll I don't have know, to go to the next practice. Let's all collectively. <laughs> Put our heads together, and before next game, maybe we'll come up with something mm. by next game on Saturday. Probably not. A couple days. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> well, collectively, I mean everybody, us and everybody in the chat as well. If you guys have better ideas, plop them in there. I want to hear them. Um, but, yeah, it was funny, too, because even on Twitter tonight, I was seeing a lot of people. Well, not a lot, but a couple people who were like, at the, now knowing what Jordan Goodwin brings to the table, I would have been happy with the if the, the trade over the summer was just for him. But then we got Bradley Beal on top of it. And Bradley Beal tried to tell us. Obviously, I know they're being a little sarcastic. I would hope so. Yes, of course. But it just goes back to the original conversation in the the first time we talked with Bradley Beal of him talking about how Jordan Goodwin is not a throw in. Like he brings some things to the table that are very valuable to your team. We would be under the first apron. (laughs) So there's a couple agents of chaos is one. And then headband of brothers. (laughs) That's not bad. I think it's a better written nickname than uh, than a spoken, but it's good. That review guy said chaos kids. And I kind of love it. Because if there's one that rolls off the tongue a little bit easier than the others, it's chaos kids. Mm. You guys aren't into it? No. Okay. No. I like the Bruise Brothers. That's not bad. The Bruise Brothers. I like okay. that. The Bruise Brothers is <laughs> not bad. It's pretty good, Fat Mike. They're not bruising anybody. I'm with you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, we're going to have to we'll put a pin in this conversation. We'll return at a later date. We do have a couple more super chats, so let's take a peek at some of those. Uh, Shioban sent us one. Thank you so much for your super chat. Said one word turnovers all caps true 
I mean, listen, you're not wrong. Yeah, that did suck. They've they've had the same number of assists and turnovers through the first two games of the season exactly. Um, and yeah, when you don't have Booker out there this game, when you don't have Beal for both games, that hurts you. That and Nurk down the stretch are kind of my two biggest concerns that I would actually take from these two games because like the turnovers have been high and we saw down the stretch LeBron go at Nurk directly twice in a row to kind of seal the deal those are problems that they'll need to work around as the season goes to tonight the turnover uh, situation was very much Kevin Durant but it was a lot of times mm. getting blitzed by two or three guys trying to find the open man and the open man in a few situations being Nurk not coming to the ball. Right. Like, and so I think that settles down, obviously, like we said, when, when Booker or Beal comes back, but you also need to find ways again, that Kevin Durant doesn't have to be the, the everything and distributing for this team over there. You know, if it's the next few games or however long it is, you got to find a way to, ease that up for him this one is from nate thank you so much nate said it's early but thoughts on coaching choices going small against lakers big lineup few yuta minutes with shooting struggles no metu for flex <laughs> nope i know flex is at home punching the <laughs> air that he got. didn't get no nope. metu nope. minutes tonight yeah i mean I mean, yeah we already talked about it we talked about that small lineup and how it was just kind of ineffective um yeah. but then again like Again, the Lakers were struggling trying to score too. So, mm -hmm. again, it just don't oh, don't get through it. It's game fine. two. He's trying to understand what he has, like trying mm -hmm. to learn uh, what guys he has, how it might work. There's there's growing pains uh, in, in that. Now, if we see this in game eighty, I'll be a little concerned. I, uh, mm -hmm. Right, and, and that's the thing is like I we can look at the box score and say okay, he's giving too much time to Gordon and Grayson Allen if they're going to play that way. But these are also two key guys that you're going to have coming off your bench that you want part of your playoff rotation. You kind of need to ride with those guys in game two instead of yank them out. Um, so it's it's kind of one of those, I don't want to say scheduled losses, but you need to give them a chance to right the ship, I guess. Well, and they're, they're both guys that are capable of catching fire at any moment from deep that can swing a game. And in a game mm -hmm. like this... You needed somebody to figure it out at some point. Right. They did not. So Nate sent us another super chat and said, lots of negative super chats, including mine, laughing face emoji. <laughs> I just want to say that I believe we got an amazing team. It just takes time. Let's go. There you go. You're Perspective. Right. Yeah. I totally understand the frustration. I'm right there with you guys. I also totally understand that it just takes some time and it's just one of those things you got to get through. So just we're all in the same some time. Page. We're in the middle of the ride. Shout out to Zach Lind. Mm -hmm. need drummer. Uh, yeah, right. Yep, yep. Yep. Oh, was that a song lyric? I have no it idea. It just what you takes some to. time, little girl. <laughs> oh, you're in the middle. Oh, okay. The, now I know what yeah. you're talking about. Everything, everything, everything will be, be just all fine. Sorry, everything, I needed everything the melody. Will be all right, all Sorry, right. I needed the melody. Yeah, um, Mike, thank you for your super podcast? chat. Said, <laughs> okay. Yes, you literally did okay. one in the pregame show. Just because you? you don't know the song <laughs> for once. You said you just did the we gonna be all right in the pregame show. Uh, you literally did that. That was hip hop and NBA. Let's go. Uh -huh. <laughs> Whatever. Do not besmirch, besmirch friend of PHNX, Zach Lind. I love Zach Lind. He's the biggest shit talker in the world, and I love him for and it. And you don't know his music. However, <laughs> however... <laughs> Comma. This is the NBA. <laughs> All right. Uh, last one for a quick second, then we'll come back to some more. Mike sent us one set. Flying in from New Jersey for the game on Saturday, do you think Booker and or Beal will play? No. You say no? I say no. Bummer. I mean, I think Booker's already out for Saturday. <laughs> Not like, according to TNT. Well, no. Jared T Greenberg said he's aiming for Tuesday, I think, in his Yeah, he did say report. that in his tweet earlier. Yeah, and so. if he's coming home for an MRI tomorrow, yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't think Book would be there Saturday. Beal, I think it's a crapshoot. I There's mean, a if his back loosens up, yeah. But yeah. but on the plus side, you might get 40 minutes of Kevin Durant and yes. another 39 piece. I don't know if that's a <laughs> or four, or I don't know if I want to see three games like, straight of that. You know? I don't want to see that either, and I don't want that to be a thing that we have to deal with until Book and Beal are back, but 
you know. But at maybe. the same time, you don't want to be able to go in there and get his back blown out. So I mean, that's true. I mean, you may see bull bulls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is Utah. So. Uh, like, we're trying to. Everybody seems to like bull bull. I'll throw that in there. You'll be happy, right? I flew to New Jersey and all I got was this bull bull. Damn it! Oh no. Well, listen, if you're not, not going to the game on Saturday, if you can't, can't support you. the Suns courtside, you can watch them couchside with Arizona's Family Sports. The home op- the home opener will be televised on Arizona Family Sports o- October 28th. Tip-off is at 7 p.m. as they take on the Utah Jazz. And wherever you live in Arizona, visit azfamily.com and click on Suns Games for listing information for your area. It's a great resource to help you find your Phoenix Suns games on Arizona Family Sports. Also, if you need an antenna, I feel like the Suns are still posting that they have some available. Yeah, I feel like I saw them to, today. You have to enter to win. Oh, it is that? Yeah. It's not okay. a giveaway. Yeah. Well, you can still enter to win. You might win an antenna. Yeah. I mean, that would be kind of nice. Um, so about that Four Peaks I mentioned earlier. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're going to drink Four Peaks in the fall. I think we can all agree you got to drink the pumpkin porter from Four Peaks in the fall. Mm -hmm. One, because it's limited time. So you got to take advantage of it when it's here, which is right now. So if you have not gotten your hands on some pumpkin porter this season yet, make sure you grab some at your nearest uh, grocery store or wherever you can pick up Four Peaks. And they also have tons of really cool stuff going on right now. So visit fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all your favorite brewery tour events like Steinholding, Oktoberfest, and even the Haunted Brewery Tour that is happening right now. So check out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub on social to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. As a reminder, you do have to be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks, and we ask that you please drink responsibly. So the storyline heading into tonight's game outside of the injuries, of course, was the fact that KD and LeBron, we're going to be playing against each other for the first time in almost five years. How do you guys think that um, reunion of sorts, if you will, <laughs> went? Not great in that fourth if you're a Suns fan, but otherwise, <laughs> I you know from the KD perspective, it was entertaining. You saw vintage KD, in, especially in that third where he had 15 points. Uh, LeBron played the, played the long game, came in in the last few minutes, and really was the difference maker and almost had a triple double. I don't think, you know, everybody really was looking at that. He had eight rebounds, nine assists. So, I mean, for top billing, this wasn't bad. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't a bad matchup for the first time in five years. Yeah, it's a pity that fourth quarter was as ugly as it was because it was fun duel. Like, it was a fun duel. It was good to see them on the court together. Like, you know, they hugged each other after the game. Which I don't like that. You just got beat by that guy. Don't give him a hug. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I was like, I thought he was serious for a second. Um, But no, it it was fun. I do think, again, if you're a Lakers fan, you are definitely concerned about the fact that you needed LeBron James to take over down the stretch against the shorthanded Suns team, that you needed both LeBron and AD to basically play the whole fourth quarter to get to 100 points and beat this shorthanded Suns team. So... As much as like Anthony Davis is a bad matchup for this this Suns group, I don't fear the Lakers in any way, shape, or form. Like LeBron had to go over his minutes limit just to get there, and I'm glad he did because it was fun to watch him and KD go head to head. But outside of that, there's not really too much I'm worried about. I well, I watched this matchup, and I, I, again, like I I'm gonna sound like an asshole. Uh oh. Um, I don't know. I it was. It, the matchup itself was meh. Like, they didn't really do much to each other. Mm-hmm. So there was that. Um, Kevin Durant had a great third quarter, but I thought he kind of struggled outside of that. Even though he had 39, I mean, it sounds weird to say that, but he was 14 to 28. It just didn't look as crisp and as clean as you'd like it to. Um, and LeBron was just kind of letting the game come to him. He wasn't really trying to force anything. And um, then he took over in the fourth quarter in the last couple of minutes, which is basically what their recipe for success is going to have to be because LeBron's not going to be able to play 38 minutes a game. Uh, We saw that last year in the playoffs. He was absolutely gassed by the time they got to the sixth minute of the fourth quarter, and he was not able to finish and keep their their team in it when they were playing the Nuggets. Um, Kevin Durant's not going to have that issue because he's not going to play these kind of minutes if everybody's healthy. And so hopefully when you get to the playoffs, 
he's playing more like 30 to 35 minutes as opposed to the 39 or 40 minutes that he was playing tonight, even in the playoffs. I wouldn't expect that to happen if you want a fresh and and really, you know, peak Kevin Durant. So um, I thought the match was okay, but yeah. it was all right. It kind of came a couple of years too late. I'm not saying by any means either of these guys are washed, but they're not at the peak of their prime anymore either. So a couple of years ago, this probably would have been a little bit more of a high flying highlight kind of a matchup between these two, but there's definitely no doubt that they're both still very capable of affecting a basketball game in great ways. Can I say one thing about this matchup that had nothing to do with this matchup? (laughs) No. Remember back in the day when everybody was (laughs) clamoring for D'Lo to be a son? Mm-hmm. God Thank damn, God. I'm so happy that never happened. <laughs> yeah. Man, he was awful tonight. Yeah. Uh, they had a 4 on 1 fast break, and that dude didn't realize what the hell was going he on. He spun himself in a circle. He Nobody was, like, was guarding uh, him. <laughs> if, if Gabe Vincent hasn't been so rough to start the season, I wonder how long it's going to take before he's in the starting lineup yeah. over Russell. Oh, yeah. you, bring, you bring up Gabe Vincent. That was my favorite KD play tonight. Oh, my God. When he blocked the <laughs> hell out of Gabe Vincent. He absorbed that it, basketball. That was an unbelievable defensive play, which if you had said to me, hey, what's your favorite play from KD going to be tonight? I would not have guessed a defensive play. That review guy says, Braun is a wash, but he's definitely not dry. Or as my guy Corey Williams used to say, he's not washed, but he's fucking walking close to the bathtub. That's I for mean, sure. he is Damn. literally the oldest player in the NBA right to turn now. 39 and still put up 21, 9, and, and 8. And still doing like, some phenomenal things. So, again, like, listen, we, I hope when I'm 39, I'm half as but the compa- mobile but the, com- the, compar- as LeBron. the comparison isn't really uh, what his stats are or what he is. It's what he is compared to what he was. In my opinion. No, I get that. Yeah. But so I that's mean, what you're comparing him to, right? So he's not that same guy. No, obviously. Definitely not. But he's still like a top 15, oh, 20 yeah. at worst oh, player yeah. in the yeah, NBA. Yeah, um, like, by a mile, for sure. Yeah. Also, don't, don't rip 39 year olds. I'm out here carrying your asses at 39 every day. Oh my God. Yeah. Look at this guy. Define carrying. <laughs> Just say, anyway. Um, oh wow! So I know we joked about it in the pregame show because that was such a random stray. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It's because I was throwing shade at thirty-nine year olds. Yeah, but he and he like threw it at all of us. It was, no, that was directed yeah, at me. Your asses. Yeah, he your said, asses. Yeah, he said, that, that was directed. That was me to be polite. He was staring directly at Lindsay. Direct eye contact. That was shaded. That was inadvertent. Then you should say your ass. Singular. Again, he was trying to. He was trying to pull Lindsay and ride the fence so that he had plausible deniability. That's exactly what was going on. I had the chaps on and I rode the fence. You sure did. Anyway, listen. I know we gave KD or LeBron a little bit of grief in the pregame show, just a smidge, about kind of load managing within a game, trying to play, you know, 28 to 30 some odd minutes each night, not going too far above that. He did play 35 tonight, but low key, that's smart as hell. Like for a guy like LeBron who already knows he needs to take a little bit of a step back as far as how much of the load he's carrying and how many minutes he's playing night in and night out, but still likely wants to meet that threshold of games needed by the NBA now for awards and whatnot. That's not a, that's a really smart idea for him, I think. What it's he, just a matter of if they stick to it or not. Well, what he reminded me of tonight was Chris Paul the last few years here. Kind of go through the motions a little bit in the first few quarters, kick it into high gear in that fourth when, when your team needs it the most. And, yeah, maybe you play 32 minutes, but the most of that energy he expended was those final four minutes and trying to close it out first team and, and it happened tonight he did it so. it's it's interesting because it's a good plan keeping him to 28 to 30 minutes but if this lakers team and their depth look the way that they've looked the first couple games i know that we've been saying we've been talking about the suns give them time they need they got new pieces it's similar with the lakers but like i wasn't really high on their depth to begin with outside of gabe vinson and it hasn't looked great so good luck keeping him to 28 to 30 minutes if you're trying to win games yeah. in the regular season. I, I'm sorry. I look at the Lakers right now, and that's that's probably my bigger takeaway is that, man, I did kind of think the Lakers are going to be much better than they are. And, hey, listen, some teams, the Lakers are not, uh, you know, the exception to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes they look really awful in the beginning of the year. 
And then they figure it out by the end of the year and they end up getting to the Western Conference Finals because that's exactly what the Lakers did last year. Mm -hmm. They were one of the worst teams in basketball to start the year. And then all of a sudden they fixed it and they got it back on track. Um, so I, I'll, I'll give them that. But, man, I, I there is nothing about the Lakers that I fear whatsoever yeah. at all. All right. Let's take a look at a few more Super Chats here. What we got? Got a lot of them. Let's uh -oh. just run through them. Let's go. You got to go through the other one. It's These are ones we – yep, there we go. All <laughs> right. We got one from Butch. Thank you so much for sending us a Super Chat. said, with Book and Beal – uh, with Book and Beal, the Suns are a tomahawk ribeye. Without them, the Suns are beef jerky. <laughs> What's are. wrong? Both are delicious. I mean, facts. <laughs> Who doesn't love wrong. beef jerky? But I, I mean, don't think they're that bad. <laughs> beef jerky? Is he just they talking? They in the fourth quarter. How is, about a Costco steak? Well, is he just talking about cost? Because without Booker and Beal, salary, sure, that's yeah. True. They are <laughs> the NBA equivalent <laughs> of the cost of beef jerky rather than a ribeye. <laughs> I will say that fourth quarter was very beef jerky-esque. The fourth quarter, 100%. But the team as a whole, I'm at least giving them a Costco steak, okay? Okay. Maybe uh, maybe not a Why Costco steak. Why are we ripping on a I Costco think, steak? Well, actually, I think I take that back because some of the Costco steaks, don't they, isn't it, they poke holes in it or whatever, so you have to cook it all the way through? What does they're that blade, mean? They're blade tenderized. Thank you. Yes. I don't know what it means. Rich I just know what it is. Rich, they poke, Rich, holes, poke in holes in it. Don't you they use that not cook essentially what it is? That's not really what that is. What is it? They're Define blade it. tenderized, and the so reason why that's... So the slices of the blade, there's why, holes in it, The reason right? why that's bad is it's because... It's exposed to the air because there's holes no, in the steak. No, that's not the reason. It's because the blades can have bacteria on them. That's why it's not great. Did you really say you have to cook it all the way? You do, don't you? You have to cook it more thoroughly because of that, no? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Well, you said Suck cook it, it all. <laughs> you didn't say thoroughly. You Suck said you got to cook it all the way through. Like, Come at me, bro. <laughs> can't leave that uh, that frozen part in the middle anymore. I'm tired of carrying your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to take us off the rails there. Uh, Jay Rebelakaba. That was nice. I don't know if I got I that right. I think you did. I'm going to say Drew, but thank you for Book, your super chat. Book is the best player on the team. Not to take anything away from KD, uh, KD scoring, but Book can make plays for himself and teammates better. I'm not going to argue with that, but I'm not going to be 100% on board with that either. I do think Booker is the best player on the team, mm -hmm. but I think it's very marginal and it'll change from night to night. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to get into the fight yeah, that happened no. on Twitter yesterday about who is who because <laughs> no, it doesn't no. matter. They're on the same team, yep. and so I root for them both equally. Uh, topic 64, thank you for your super chat. Said, diehard Laker fan, but different story with Book and Beal, yep. dot, dot, dot. True. Thanks. A, real, a realistic you. Lakers fan. Yeah. Nice to meet you. <laughs> and Andrew Dang, Vietnamese American born in Arizona, uh, sent us a $5 super chat. And it says, dang, incredible performance by KD. When I missed the game, my worship to God two hours at church tonight with folks until 10, 15 p.m. <laughs> must have lifted him. <laughs> Whatever Damn. it takes. <laughs> Andrew, we needed two and a half yeah, hours. Yeah, go for it. Come on, man. Let me take down. We were so close, Andrew. <laughs> okay, but when it came to KD, it was close. He was sitting at, what, 35 for a hot minute? Yeah. Yeah, and we were 33. asking, or yeah. 33, yeah. we were like, is he actually going to do his four-point shy? That's right. <laughs> yep. And then it, he finally did uh, hit that milestone. But we were, there was a time, a point in time in this game, where I was like, is he going to actually pull this off? Yeah. But by the way, Lindsay's steak co talk cost us 80 viewers. I'm just looking at it right now. Yeah, well, y'all can suck it too. Okay, let me pull out my shady rays and just throw shade at all of you as well. I'm just kidding. I love you. Please don't be mad at me. But also, <laughs> don't besmirch the Yeasty Boys in the chat. All right. Oh my God. I like. I take it back. I take it back. That was the fastest back. Oh my God. Seen. You like, notice no, she? They're gonna on. hate me. Never mind. I'm just kidding. You notice she didn't backtrack when she said it no. to me. Just when she said it to the people watching. Yeah. 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 Anyway, you can get your hands on some shady rays. We're talking about premium polarized sunglasses gear that is built to glass to last and exclusively for you. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to shadyrays.com. Use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. You buy one for yourself and you buy one to give away or to gift to somebody at Christmas, which is just around the corner. This is one of those win-win situations, and you can also try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Somebody said, 
Damn, I really miss Shamit. And then that review guy said missing Shamit is like missing an infection. Oh, no. <laughs> well, Limp oh, Kirsten said Shamit's soul is still in Eric Gordon's possession. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Why does he take strays still? Let the man live his life <laughs> elsewhere. All right. I think Landry is one of those. He's like in our inner circle, but unwillingly. Like he doesn't want to be in the inner circle because <laughs> no. he has no benefit for being in it. Yeah. And so bless his heart. Um, but an inner circle that you can get benefits from, of course, is the Circle K. <laughs> Inner circle. I know that was a big stretch Stretch. there, Gerald. I saw. I I knew it when I started it. Gerald was like, like, "What kind of fucking inner circle is this?" (laughs) Lindsay's doing yoga over there. One where you get twenty-five cents off per gallon on your first high fill-up, Saul. It's also one where you get every sixth free on a selection of Circle K products like pizza, coffee, ice cold fountain drinks, and so much more. So if you guys want to join Inner Circle, you can download the Circle K app today for free. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. You know what the best part of the Circle K Inner Circle is? Mm. You don't take strays from your friends in that inner circle. <laughs> well, I'm going to make some calls and see if I can have them just for yours. Just for I'm going to give them right. your phone number and have them like send me your they're, coupons. They're like, and all of a sudden, it's like you have to pay an extra 25 cents <laughs> on this gallon of gas. All right, guys. Uh, we have to take a look at our bets from the pregame show. Do so if you guys to? are new here, mm-hmm. welcome. We're happy to have you. We do do a pregame show 30 minutes before tip off for every single game. <laughs> Yes, I said doo-doo. You guys are children. And in that (laughs) show, we all, me, Saul, Espo, and Flex, who's not on the show tonight, that's Gerald, just FYI, um, (laughs) put in our... uh, (laughs) I don't want people to think your name is Flex. (laughs) Who's making that mistake? (laughs) Because I'm just talking about if you're new, what do you mean? It's a very... Can you go get your sunglasses? It's a thing. (laughs) Any which way. It's a betting competition. We all made bets in the pregame show. Now let's look at who won and who lost. You guys are the worst. <laughs> Saul and Espo lost both on uh, Tuesday and you tonight. You lost two. So they're minus 20 You lost bucks. two. You both suck. You lost two. Sure, but I'm still pu- plus 50. How'd that work out for you last year? It doesn't matter. Right now I'm winning. That's all it is. And, and then that's flex, flex on the graphic for everyone. Flex is a plus. <laughs> been one. Listen, you know what, Gerald? People have literally gotten you and Saul confused for like the first year how. of this show. I don't know how. So you act like it's outside of the realm of possibility. Is Stevie Wonder watching this show? <laughs> Bro, I don't know what to tell you, okay? He's not. Anyway, <laughs> Flex is winning. I'm in second and Saul and Espo suck. That's the gist of it. Cool. All right. What do you think about that, Phil Flex? Are you uh, okay with that? <laughs> I was gonna try and do the accent, but I don't want to do it. I can't. I can't even do it. As well. Should I? Flex is in the chat right now. Should we, should, can I do the Flex impression? Go for it. <clears throat> hey, hey, hey! Let me ask you a question real quick. <laughs> That's the best I got, Flex. That's the best I got. You got it's it. not, no, no, you did it wrong. You did it wrong. It's not. Let me. It's can I? Yeah. Oh, Yo, can I ask, ask you a question, question Lindsay? Yeah, it's Lindsay. 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 Wait, wait, wait. First of all, he's not a wise guy. Okay. Can I ask you a question? He's from Jersey. That's how all of them talk. That's not how he talks. And then he asks for that gobbledygook, and you know, it's like. And I'm walking here. He's not on the Sopranos. Hey, Espo can do one voice, and it's his impersonation that's of his it. own voice. Yes, that's all it is. <laughs> that's that's all it is. Not at all. Oh, my God. Uh, anyway, you guys are insane. Mm, Lindsay, can I ask you a question? No. Oh, there's the accent. <laughs> the answer, that's hard I got no. two. Uh, I apologize, Flex. That was all the way awful. <laughs> awful. We will never do we'll that get again. Better. We'll get better, Flex. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, that's it. That's all I got for you guys. Any final thoughts before we get out of here and say goodbye? Yeah, it's not the end of the world. It's going to be all right. Mm -hmm. Like, everything's going to be okay. It's, uh... (laughs) Flex said, y'all got me dead right now. Um, Yeah, listen. I mean, after that, yeah. I think one of the cool things about uh, tonight's game was is we got to see a little bit of, like, vintage Kevin Durant. That was cool. Um, I loved Jordan Goodwin and Josh Akogi in that first half. I thought they were fantastic. Mm -hmm. They continue to, to create havoc. And I was talking about it. I was just like, I cannot wait. Man, I cannot wait to watch them play against the Denver Nuggets. 
I really can't. I really think Jordan Goodwin and Josh Okogie are going to give some of those dudes fits, especially dudes from Kansas because they got no chance. Mm-hmm. When's the first game against the Nuggets? I don't know. Nice. Not until, until December? No, it's in November, I think. Oh, I There's think one in December 1st. December 1st, I think. I think that's the first one. Which yeah. is a perfect time because it's a little under a month and a half of games to be able to work through the kinks, build the chemistry up. Then you guys find their confidence. I like that. I believe that's the last game before the in-season tournament. No, second to last second game. Because oh, okay. a back-to-back that Friday. It, it, it will okay. be my first post-game show as a 40-year-old, though. So. Oh. oh yeah. All right. So. All right. Screw the Nuggets. Anyways. <laughs> well, thank you guys all for joining us. We appreciate you. If you're here watching on YouTube, hit that like button on the way out. It helps us out a lot. Every Don't you do it, I big. Okay, he said everything's gonna be a o a o k. No, it ain't. <laughs> it ain't gonna be a o a o k because a o a o k is out of the playoffs. So uh, that's a Philadelphia thing. Yeah, we're good on super chats, right, Eric? Yeah. Cool. Uh, we will not have a show for you guys tomorrow, but we will have a pregame show and a postgame show for you guys on Saturday before the Suns take on the Utah Jazz. So be sure to join us 30 minutes before tip-off. And then again, once the, sh- the game wraps up. Until we see you on Saturday, you can give the show a follow on Twitter at phnx underscore Suns. You can follow me at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Forget about it. <laughs> oh, go, D-backs, go D-backs, go D-backs. <laughs>